This is exactly right. said no gifts i'm bridger weiniger here we are um it's you it's me we're dancing we're having a wonderful time you're listening i'm speaking and we're going to bring in our guest almost immediately we've got to get to the guest you're dying to hear the guest i'm dying to speak to the guest we're all gonna have a fantastic time it's john gabris welcome to i said no gifts Hey, thank you for having me on I Said No Gifts. This is thrilling. John, I, we don't know each other, but I, all, I, I know you go by Gabrus largely, and I, yes. I, I feel deeply uncomfortable calling you John. Oh, I, whatever you call me is kosher. Uh, John or Gabrus, I'll answer to both. Um, I would say if, we, if I were introducing myself to you, I'd be like, hi, John Gabrus, but everybody calls me Gabrus. Right. And you, and you right. may do the same. Yeah. I just feel like we share enough uh, mutual people in our lives that I never hear of you referred to as John. And if you were like, I had John on my podcast, people would be like, you got to get Mulaney. And you're like, <laughs> then set up for a letdown when you're like, no, Gabrus. <laughs> Absolutely <okay>. not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, but yeah, I think just for the uh, rest of this recording, well, who knows what will happen? I may just go back and forth. Uh, I'm going to refer to you uh, however I want. Please. Um, and I will answer. I mean, it is just the two of us. So I'll assume if you're addressing anyone, it would be me. You might not even ever need to use my name again. <laughs> if there's another name, another name comes up, maybe suddenly there's someone behind you. All oh, right. Fair you know, enough. And if turn. there is someone behind me, please let me know. That's t <laughs> it's like a horrifying uh, Zoom movie. Oh, I would love it. Uh, Halloween has just happened. Did you do anything for Halloween? Uh, I hosted some friends uh, at my house for a little uh, Halloween soiree. How was like, it? Uh, it was a delight. You know, it was just like 10, 40 plus year olds uh, having uh, a vegan stew that my wife made for dinner and, uh, you know, just getting wasted and talking about but hardly anything Halloween related happened except for scary movies and candy. No costume like, element. There was a cut. Uh, we had to dress. Everyone had to dress up, according to my wife. And all the women were just sort of like variations on a witch or a goth woman. Beautiful. And all the men were uh, actually we had two of the guys were Barb and Star, which was pretty tight. Oh, and I and I had like a real low rent last minute costume because my wife sprung the whole. No, you have to wear a costume at the last minute. I was like, for a dinner party, like that's different. So I went as sexy Michael Myers, which was just a coveralls unzipped no mask <laughs> <So>. <laughs> just happen to own coveralls and never getting rid of them for that reason alone <laughs> i like that when michael myers is feeling sexy he takes the mask off 
He takes off the yeah. real iconic part of his outfit. <laughs> well, he's feeling himself. He doesn't need to hide himself. He's like, this is what my face looks like. I'm just a normal psychiatric patient. That's the pure embodiment of evil. That's all. I feel like the mask is the last thing that comes off of Michael Myers when he's feeling sexy. <laughs> um, so what uh, scary movies did you watch? We watched Exorcist, Poltergeist, and Rosemary's Baby, but they were just sort of playing. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's a. Yeah, we sat everyone down for nine hours. (laughs) (laughs) Gave them black bean stew and then spent nine hours farting watching (laughs) horror movies. (laughs) Okay. So was the volume even on? Uh, we, we had the volume on and then, uh, we transitioned to spooky music and just some visuals. Uh, my wife and I have been watching like a, a, as we call it a spooky movie every night for like since October 1st or whatever. So (laughs) I did not care. I did not. We already had them all saved on the fucking Apple TV. So we're just like, well, let's run them through. Uh, Shutter has a cool like Shutter has channels, the horror movie app, and they have like channels that'll just play movies back to back. So we had that on for a little bit. It was it was it was a good time. How many channels does Shutter have? Uh they just have two, oh. and one is called like Slashix, and one is called It Came from Shutter, and it's just like arbitrary delineate. One of them was playing the Halloween movies as many as they had the rights to back to back to back on Halloween, which was uh, kind of thrilling. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I was picturing kind of like an NBC style app where you've got like a sports channel. You've got everything. No, you've got like a, a, a great selection of movies and then just two, uh, no pausing, no rewinding, just two channels running that are just playing. So like if you just want to, because I, I miss that feel. I mean, I as I mentioned earlier, I'm 40, 39, to be honest. 40 by the time this comes <laughs> Take out. Take the no, 39. <laughs> Please, it's the last <laughs> couple of months. Uh, as a, I'm a 39-year-old, so I miss clicking through and catching a movie or being like, oh, this is on. I would never have picked this on demand. Like, But I want to watch it from the middle on. You know, oh. Or like, oh, this is my favorite part of Goodfellas. And I want to leave it on. So I... That is kind of thrilling to me. I think every app should have a channel that just plays their shit in like random rotation. The luxury of just dropping in halfway through a movie, not having to make any decision and just figuring it out. Oh, it's oh. just soaking in that. <laughs> that you know your life is pretty privileged when you're like, thank God I don't have to choose a movie. <laughs> the biggest stress of my day. <laughs> I'm speaking for myself, not you. I would not assume <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Please I'm do. speaking Thank from you. a throne. <laughs> um, did you watch anything particularly scary? Do scary movies actually scare you? Not really anymore, but I do really like, and I try to let myself get scared by them. So I, you know, get very high and kind of like <laughs> allow myself to get caught up in the moment. You know, uh, a couple that I saw that like kind of affected me, I wouldn't call like, I saw Possessor Uncut, directed by something Cronenberg, David Cronenberg's son. And it was a really fucked up, wasn't fully scary, but I was unsettled after I finished it. Oh, because uh, we went away for our 10-year anniversary to an Airbnb, and that changes the entire vibe if you watch a scary movie not in your own house. It adds a whole layer of like new sounds, new creaks. Oh my God, the air conditioner came on. That's louder than I expected. Like, and that was really fun. Uh, that was part of the fun of watching Possessor there. I was like kind of fucking unsettled sleeping in like a random bed that night. What is the general plot of Possessor? Um, it is sort of uh, in the near distant future, there is a way in which you could take over someone's psyche, like possess them 
uh, via some sort of surgical means and control them. And a company is using it for assassinations where they like take over Bridger, invites Gabrus on his podcast. Bridger shoots Gabrus. Bridger shoots himself. (laughs) Cut to Joe Rogan waking up in the possession. I'm trying to think who would be rivaled by our podcast notoriety. And I guess Rogan is the first one that comes to mind. Oh, Rogan. Oh, Rogan, Rogan, Rogan. I do feel like he, I can see that chain of events leading to Rogan. I, uh, yes. That all <laughs> kind of adds up for me. Are you a scary movie person? I like scary movies. Uh, almost none of them scare me at this point. I feel like I'm, uh, my nerves are fried. Um, one movie that I at least remember scaring me was The Strangers. Oh, that one fucked me up too. And that came out long enough ago that I was like younger and uh, that. Now we've had so many like home invasion horrors, right. but that one fucking hit those burlap sack masks. I've only watched it once in the, it was like the month it came out and I have not revisited that movie. Oh, yet. that's the first scary movie that I, like I tried watching alone. I had the, I had the general idea of what the movie was in my head and like 10 minutes in the knock on the door comes and I just had to turn it off and wait for someone else to watch it with me. <laughs> it's horrifying. It makes sense. It makes sense, man. Uh, the scariest movie from my childhood, the movie that fucked me up the most, was Cat's Eye, which is sort of like an anthology horror movie based on Stephen King stories. Okay. And the last story is a young Drew Barrymore who has a troll that comes in her uh, room at night and closes her nose and steals her breath. And she and eventually the cat fights it and saves her. But that fucked me up. So I have chills talking about it now. I'm like, it's upset. Like, I think it gave me claustrophobia. Like, I panic if I wake up and my face is in my pillow or oh. my dog is, or my wife, whoever is like too close to my face. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking die. It's the troll. You know, and like that little dad, he's got a creepy little dagger. I highly recommend that. Wait, so that the troll my- is sneaking in, pinching her nose. Is he like doing a CPR style thing and like kissing her? Or is it? Yeah, more or less. Oh, no. Now that you've had, yeah, now you've really defanged it by explaining it that way. But yes, <laughs> that is more or less what it looks like. He's, I rewatched it a few years ago because I was like, okay, this movie fucked me up so bad. I put it on and it is, it's like, they're cool little horror movies, vignettes, but the troll is like a, is like a kid's toy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like so unscary. It's so cute. And it's like, oh, wow, man, things I have changed. I have changed. (laughs) I mean, the idea of somebody pinching your nose while your mouth is closed and you're not aware is horrifying. Horrifying. Waking up, not able to breathe seems like a very terrifying experience. Absolutely awful. I mean, it's in the same realm of, uh, what is it? Sleep paralysis. Yeah. Waking up, unable to move or waking up underwater or in the ground i don't think that happens that frequently more often than you'd like to than you would know um have you ever had sleep paralysis no i've never really i've had some like horrifying dreams where i couldn't move in the dreams right but i never really had like what some people like the way i understand sleep paralysis or at least i do from like a documentary i watched on netflix have you I'd like to give it a shot. I'd like to get a taste of sleep paralysis. I don't want it to haunt me. Yeah, I too would like to just know once what it feels like. I want to wake up with a little demon on my chest being like, you're not moving yet, Gabris or John. Which one should I call you? I feel uncomfortable calling you John. This is your sleep paralysis. You're going to wake up in any moment and this will all be in your past. No, oh, that thank sort of fucking thing. God. Look, rabies, I would probably give it a shot. 
Uh, there are certain things. Very curious about, about rabies. Very <laughs> cu- I keep reaching my hand into raccoon uh, nests. <laughs> just I'm very curious about rabies. What does it actually do? Do you turn into kind of a wild animal? It's like closest we have to zombieism, right. right? So like that's what's appealing about it is like, what does it do to people? Do we all go fucking mad? <laughs> let's let's find out. And we've got some, you know, you get a shot or something. So I feel like it's not that scary anymore. <laughs> Just the way you said it sounded so unsure. You get a shot or something. It can't be that bad. That's you talking to the doctor. The doctor's like, bro, you're fucking toast, man. You have rabies. I'll just get a shot or something. I'll take some uh, turmeric. Uh, Medicated you know. shampoo or what have you. And. Uh, it'll take care of the <laughs> raccoon bite as I'm like foaming and shaking. <laughs> but look, we don't know how, to, how these things work until we do them. So Right. And that's why we we are the pioneers of self rabies application. <laughs> I mean, I am very this is funny. You, you triggered this part of me, but I am a very much like an experience based guy. Like I love to have new experiences and have tried things. I think it all stems from like, if someone's having a conversation about something, I want to be like, I too went skydiving. Like (laughs) that's the narcissistic side of it. But I like to pretend it's like my curiosity run amok. But I think it's truly like, (laughs) I need to be all knowing and have tried everything. (laughs) Everyone must like me. I must engage with, but so like this shit appeals to me of like, I would like to get myself in a situation where I try that shit. Of like, course. And then to be at a party where multiple yeah. people are talking about their rabies experiences and then you <laughs> yeah. pop in. I did it too. Yeah. Oh, well, I just had a little shot or something and I was totally fine. <laughs> like just bragging about how you did better at rabies than everyone else. Like someone's like, my, both of my children died. You're like, Ooh, <laughs> weak, huh? <laughs> Wait, uh, what are some experiences? you've done just to have the experience i mean a lot of them are like physical events because that's something that gets me motivated so like i've ran a half marathon at being 300 pounds i've ran ran two uh i've skydived lied about my weight so i could be under the guided weight to skydive stupid there's a weight limit on skydiving it might have changed in case they still want to make business in America, but I think in, when I went in 2003, you had to be 225 pounds. I was 235. I assume there was a 10 pound margin oh my of God. error. You can squeeze in there. Give me a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They're like, I'm like, come on. You, you can't have a 10. If you have a 10 pound margin error, it's like, no, take your boots off. We're going to die. Like, you, like um, I've, I've scuba dived. I've cliff jumped, you know, like, eh, eh, I don't really say no to stuff, I guess, is like the main the main thing. I, as a matter of fact, if you invite me to a party, I say yes and then just don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like the last year and a half has kind of uh, awoken that in me of like at least saying yes and then figuring out on the day if I'm actually going to do it. <laughs> right. Just, well, it's just like a full year of no one asking you anything. So then when you come back, you're like, yes, I'm definitely going to come to your. Honestly, it's it's all the way on the east side. And what time? Oh, man, I wanted to go to the beach. Forget it. You're toast. You're out. <laughs> um, any Thanksgiving plans? Are you a Thanksgiving person? I'm a bit of a Thanksgiving. My wife is a mage Thanksgiving person. I'm a bit of a. I like food and consumption. I I usually uh, host an annual power hour on the Thanksgiving Eve where I get blasted. Uh, previous years they were all live at UCB for my pot. Now they've been on Zoom and live streamed. Right. Plug and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just google that good luck assholes <laughs> but uh almost every year 
my wife's mom and stepdad have come out for Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, wonderful. Because all, all our family lives in New York. Right. And her mom always comes out for Thanksgiving. So it's always been. And then we have like a couple of our like, you know, loner friends, a couple of misfits come over and have uh my wife cooks like an insane spread. She spends like two days in the kitchen. She loves this shit. Uh, but this year, uh, my mother-in-law and my mother are coming to Thanksgiving. My mom's flying out. She's only been in L.A. twice oh, since I moved here 10 God. years ago. So, <laughs> Do they know each other very well? They know each other pretty well uh, because of uh, when we go to visit New York, Tiff and my wife and I will like line up some two birds, one stone. Oh, sure. Like, oh, we're going to be in the city hanging out with friends, but we have one night to do a family dinner <laughs> and it better be all the family, both sides. <laughs> so we don't have to do two separate fucking dinners. Uh, so they, so they know each other pretty well. And uh, I'm really, I'm really stoked because, oh, and then this is the real highlight after Thanksgiving, my wife and I and her mom and stepdad, not my mom. Cause she has to work are going on a like, sailboat cruise uh, around French Polynesia. What? Yeah, it was the uh what you spent what we spent most of my wife's uh severance on. <laughs> or like <laughs> a large portion my wife got laid off in the quarantine. This thing came across the plate like we had like a bucket list conversation with my mother-in-law and father-in-law cuz they come to Hawaii every uh, come to LA every year for Thanksgiving and we always end up having to like hang out in LA for a week mm -hmm. with them. We were like we were like, we got to go to Hawaii or something. We got to do something cool. And then they go on these like bougie old people cruises. And they were like, you should go on one of these cruises with us. And uh, we were like, oh, is there a Hawaii one? And then there was like a French Polynesian one in December. And with the way my stepfather-in-law was like, this is like a bucket list thing for me. And he's like 70 something and I'm 39. And I said, it's a bucket list thing for me. I think maybe <laughs> let's do it sooner rather than later. <laughs> like, let's go. So uh, I'm stoked for that. That's like eight days on the boat. And uh, it's a I, sailboat. They have some sailboats in their fleet, but I, this is like a small, it's like a small boat. It's not like a, a big cruise boat. It's, right, like it's a, not like a giant strip no, mall. There's no Mickey water. Mouse or there's no pool on it. There's no, right. none of that stuff. It's like dock somewhere. They open up the back and you dive off and play in the ocean. That swim sounds to the beach. incredible. Yeah. I'm really, really giddy about it. I'm very excited. It's, the most amount of money I've spent on like fun in my entire, well, but it sounds expensive. You know, it's like, right. there's no way you're going to do that thing. And it's going to be like, Oh, we got it for 300 bucks. That was the thing too. It's like, well, I, I mean, if anything's going to be expensive, it should be round trip flights to Tahiti in eight days on a cruise. It's right. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like then that's, but it was just like, you know, sweat on the back of your neck and mustache as you're <laughs> clicking yes typing in your credit card info like okay. <laughs> oh i'm thrilled for you that actually you talking about bucket lists and boats i was actually recently thinking about this there's i think the only thing left well i don't well i don't have a bucket list let's be honest but if there was one i want to be on a rowboat in a foggy lake someone rowing me across a foggy lake in a boat like and this is all based off of the Garfield Halloween special. This has been haunting yeah, me for well, I years. Knew, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> that, I, that was so apparent. <laughs> Since probably 1991, I have been wanting to be in a rowboat on a foggy lake. If anyone can make that happen for me, let's do it. That I, sounds fun as hell and like a little spooky, a little eerie. I right. like that. Like 
Oh, maybe it's like a rowboat where and you, it's nighttime, it's foggy, and you're in like a big cable knit cardigan and oh, like uh, a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I mean, I can't row a boat for, to save my life, but if somebody can row me in the boat, I'm I'm Look, ready and available. If someone has fog lake and a boat, I can handle the <laughs> rowing. And I too, as like previously, I'm a box checker, a bucket lister, a events guy. Uh, so I, I'm down to say, yeah, I don't want to be at a party with you someday. And you turn and you're like, yeah, I got I rode on like like the Garfield. Spe- I want to be able to push my way into the circle and go me too, the Garfield special. Right. Like and just be like, ha, I, too, am cool like you, Bridger. I feel like this this boat ride is going to be both of us and it's going to lead to us both getting rabies as well. <laughs> yeah, Ideally, fingers crossed or <laughs> tag teaming a mermaid or something like that, like. Well, it's a bucket list, bro. Do it with me, Bridger, please. <laughs> you got it. You got it, man. Um, well, look, I've now revealed that I feel like I've made my big revelation for the episode. And I now I'd like to get into something else. It's a little bit more touchy, a little bit a more sensitive subject. Um, please. You agreed to be on this podcast a little while ago. And I was obviously thrilled. Gabrus is, you know, one of the podcast royalty everyone loves gabrus on a podcast thank and you yes i was like oh wonderful we're gonna have a nice time i'm sure um you agreed to be on this podcast i said no gifts emails were exchanged and so i was a little surprised when i opened the door the other day and there was a box lying on my porch um addressed to bridger quote podcast gift quote <laughs> weiniger <laughs> And I thought, what's I didn't happening? want you to be startled. I didn't want you to be like, I'm not opening this shit. It could be anthrax, you know, like, I don't know what kind of fans you've developed well, look, over the going years. Going back to experiences hasn't <laughs> happened to me yet. It, look, if I come across an envelope full of anthrax one day, it'll be a story to tell. It's, it's kind of bound to happen to me at this point, I guess. I'm at, I'm really begging the war, the universe. To yeah, just... you're legitimately asking for it at this point, like directly asking for it. Please world send me anthrax <laughs> okay that may be the one experience i'm not quite let's keep that for my 80s i'm like if i get to my 80s yeah. i'm happy to get a just a face full of anthrax but for yeah. now let's keep that off the docket well you because you didn't work in the nbc mailroom in the late 90s early 2000s by any chance because <laughs> you? you would well, already have that checked funny, off you I should think. say i was uh employee of the month multiple times <laughs> Uh, but I did push off a lot of my work on my coworkers and oh, was absent frequently, so I missed the opportunity. Okay, good. Okay, but you know, look, there. I don't want to get anthrax in the mail. There's the second on the list, gifts. Uh, so I was a little upset, um, and now I'm looking at this thing. It's now in kind of this trashy paper bag, uh, which I'll blame you for. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Gabrus, should I open this here on the podcast? Uh I guess now I understand the name of your podcast, so I really am sorry for sending you something. I just always send anyone, when I guess on their podcast, I send them something that means a lot to me and them. So right. I, sent you, I sent you this, but you did say at the beginning of the podcast, we really don't know each other. So I went out on a limb and I, yeah, let's just, let's just open it. Open it on the pod. I apologize. I know you said no gifts, but I'm, I, that's not me, babe. That's oh. just, that ain't me. <laughs> I'm going to open this up. Please do. Get some tissue here. 
And we're gonna get in here. We've got a box, and it was shipped to my home, so I'm gonna get my scissor. I'm trying to learn to cut away from the body. I uh, I think those packages are like tearaway. They are I mean. tearaway. That's true. <laughs> and I never tear away. You know, the billions of dollars this company poured into a tearaway tape that sticks around, I should take advantage. So I'm gonna just rip it. Oh, sounds good. There we go. This is a weighty gift. I mean, this is, you know. Yeah, the, it, I, we'll get into it, but it was, <laughs> I really was scrambling. <laughs> oh, okay, well, let's. <laughs> I know you said no gifts, but I took, it, it's a weird <laughs> ask, and I stressed about this. I don't know how, you said no gifts, I panicked, and we said, I got to get him a gift. And then I was like, <laughs> forgot about it, because usually uh guesting on someone else's podcast doesn't require a shit ton, like but right. i do this to myself because i love to get gifts so i was panicked and and then uh you know i was got reminded hey don't forget this is this coming wednesday i feel like you haven't responded to an email in a while so i had a full panic tried a bunch of stuff and that, that's why i had to fucking throw another few bucks into bezos's ass because i had to use amazon to rush get it to you we're all trapped in bezos's world but okay i'm gonna Oh, <laughs> this is incredible. I'll tell you, I, I don't. OK, so listener, I, ha, I now have three pounds of pistachios, lightly salted. Oh, those are the best. They're the best. I'm a man who's constantly ordering about this size of bag of Brazil nuts. Yes. And so now I've got a beautiful bag of pistachios to put next to the Brazil nuts. But I'm curious as to why this whole choice in general. You know. Someone got that for me as a gift once, and it I still have pistachios. They don't go bad, you know? <laughs> right. They taste amazing. They're a very nutritious snack. And I was eating shelled pistachios for a while, already unshelled. And that's a very easy way to consume like <laughs> 700 <laughs> calories in a couple of handfuls. So if you go, I went shell on because... Uh, it's it at least for me. Uh, I can just kind of eyeball that we don't have some of the same health issues. But like at least for me, it slows me down enough that it forces me to pace myself. And and the lightly salted from whatever that farm is, they they make good pistachio. Let's give the farm a little plug here. It's I actually love the name of this, and it's I don't impossible. know if I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> yeah, it's like Fittiment? a willy. Yeah, Fittiment or Fiddlement? I have no idea. Fittiment Farms. <laughs> it's a California pistachio, but from what I can tell, it's oh, it is coming from California. I was going to say it's coming from Nebraska because I saw the word Lincoln. It's coming from Lincoln, <laughs> California. Hell yeah, uh, Fittiment Farms. I and going back to what you're saying though, I love a food that makes you work for it. I don't want, you know, a handful of almonds. Who cares? I love the puzzle element of a pistachio. It gives you a little game that you have to deal with. And then you get a set of one of the best nuts right there. It's a great nut. The I enjoy the game as well. It's so funny that I really do like opening them, but nothing makes me happier than finding just like uh, like loose meat and like when you pour your, you know, and you're like, I love opening them. Oh, sick! I didn't have to open. It feels like a little extra victory to have like some loose pistachio meat rolling around in there. Right, but I don't feel right when I do buy a pistachio, a can of pistachios, and they're all naked. It doesn't feel. It feels unnatural to me i like to have the shell there i need to see the full product but i don't know what that says about the rest of nuts like these brazil nuts i have no idea what form they are on a tree 
Yeah, you're like, I like to work for them. They send you a fucking like 20 foot <laughs> Amazonian tree that has nuts <laughs> on the top. And you're like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get these. <laughs> Each one in a cinder block. You just have to hammer away. I mean, actually, I would probably be into that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I do love a pistachio. Do you, is a pistachio your favorite nut? I think a pistachio is up there as my favorite nut. Big, I, I like cashews. I don't oh, hate I almonds. Cashew. I love Brazil nuts too. Brazil nuts. If nothing else, this podcast is trying to just launch the Brazil nut into a more mainstream thing. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it? I feel is like it it's looked down is upon. It, <laughs> Anytime a Brazil nuts in a nut mix, people are complaining. People are like, what's this big fucking wooden apple looking thing? I'm like, dude, that's a Brazil nut. Those things fucking rule. Uh, they're better than chestnuts. Ch- fuck chestnuts. Get- Wait, I don't know that I've ever actually had a chestnut. Yeah, I'm not positive I have either. <laughs> <laughs> I just backpedaled immediately upon you go- not going, yeah, chestnuts suck. I was like, well, maybe I haven't had a chestnut. <laughs> Bolt. I. I think I had had a chestnut because my grandma used to have something where we would have to like crack it at the table. And oh like, boy. and when you're a kid and you're just like, the adults are all drunk and fighting. You're like, I just need a snack and or can <laughs> or some kind of treat. And all you have are these weird, like acorn looking fucking things in a dish. Cause your grandma's weird and poor. <laughs> Chestnuts are the thing that you use a nutcracker for. So I have had it, right? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, there's probably other nuts, uh, but I think the nutcracker is traditionally used on chestnuts and that's like their christmas tie-in i'm assuming because like chestnuts it's all coming together for me now yeah (laughs) but now now that i'm looking back i basically had that exact experience as a kid where it's like i'm starving i do i know i like peanuts and almonds i imagine this will be fine (laughs) and it tastes like mud yeah, it does not taste good. It tastes like, oh, I think I ate the shell. And people are like, no, you ate the right part. It's like, <laughs> you got Ugh. the thing people like. <laughs> oh, this is what people are root. This is what they're looking for. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. <laughs> wow. I haven't I haven't had that taste memory in a long time and I probably won't ever have it again. But Ooh, uh, I like pecans as well. If they're uh, if they're like fl- a little flavored, like a glaze or something. I mean, I like them. I- I like them raw as well. I don't know if that's how you say it, but uh, I think that is. I you don't say plain, and that's what I said. Yeah, I'll take one plain pecan, please. <laughs> I'll have one raw pecan, sir. You need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, baby, I like my pecans raw. Get the fuck out of here, man. Totally fair. I I got you. Uh, pecans or are, are pecans? Now I'm panicking. I'm from New York, so I don't know how to say. I it say pecan. It, it uh, it's almost an impossible word. I say pecan, but I think I say pecan pie. Interesting. Because pecan pie sounds weird to me, but maybe I say pecans. I don't even know. Well, the weird thing is this pecan sounds kind of snobby, but pecan sounds real stupid. <laughs> pecan There's no sound- winning with this word. <laughs> As someone who's done some camping, pecan has certain names, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. We have that has a different connotation. for a pecan. <laughs> yeah. I like a sliced almond in a salad for sure. Oh, too. I love yeah. an almond in a salad. I love it. Do you know what I love is an almond M&M? And I feel like that M&M is not widely available enough. I think you're right. Uh, it, growing up, uh, there used to be, oh, it'll come to me in one second, an Easter, uh, Jordan almonds. I which love were, a Jordan almond. Yes, which are sort of like knockoff almond M&Ms uh, right. with like the pastel Easter colors, not to Gentile myself out of a, uh, <laughs> you know, into cancellation here. But uh, those were fucking great. And those were like low key, like 
you don't want the chocolate bunny, but you get the candy shell, the nut. Like, oh, I've always, I've never been a real candy person. I need like a little sustenance with my candy. Uh, almond M and M's, I, I am a fan of. Yeah, they almost feel like, uh, like one step above candy. Yeah, it's it's like trail mix right. <laughs> in a weird way. Like where you're like, like oh, I love trail mix. It's like no, dude, you like M and M's, and we'll also eat nuts with them. It's you like, like salty yeah, M and M's, which, by the way, Mars Company just put salt in the packages. Fuck yeah, uh, just kill us faster, Mars. Will <laughs> please, you? Please, I'm begging for death. Uh, put anthrax in Bridgers <laughs> and put salt in mine. Uh, well, the pretzel M&Ms, that gets us into a little bit of a salty yes. region. Chocolate-filled pretzels, uh, pretzel-filled chocolate, peanut butter-filled pretzels. Like, that shit, that shit rolls. I am uh, completely on board for that. Although I haven't seen a pretzel M&M in a minute. What's going on in my life? What the fuck are we doing? We got to be milling around more CVSs in our <laughs> as as adults. I want to just be kind of chilling by a C. My wife was at CVS the other day getting our boosters. Oh, congrats! And uh, we she saw a dude just shoplift like some candy, like walk in, take some candy, put it in his pocket, and leave. And Tiffany like looks at an employee like whoa, and the employee's like. He does that like twice a day. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> she's like, I didn't know that was yeah, an option. It's like, she's like, it's not worth like, I just want him to know that he's not get that I know he's doing it. So she always like eyeballs him and says like, you're not getting away with it, but I'm also letting you just take it. <laughs> but it shouldn't be up to like the CVS cashier to be like, sir. <laughs> like, if you know, I'm working like- at CVS, I'm not going to be a hero about the no. stolen candy situation. I'll misread a situation, and if you're gruff enough with me, I'll open the register and give you the cash inside of it. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to die for fucking Mr. Veronica Smith or whatever his name is. I'm trying to guess his initials. <laughs> um, no, but I, I remember reading years ago, uh, Walmart instated a policy that was like, if it's below $25, just leave them alone. It's not worth it. It's like, I think like the legal fees and all of that just costs more than the stolen $25. Yeah, and if you can't afford health insurance uh, because we've been paying you garbage this whole time, you probably don't want to put your life on the line for a fucking, uh, you know, $10 t-shirt. Right. I feel like most retail, the employees are basically instructed, just let people shoplift or like it's not worth anybody's time. I mean, it's it's probably a bigger liability. Like if you step in front of a shoplifter and he decks you and you can like, all right, well, now I'm suing Lane Bryant or whatever, wherever you happen to work. I know. So I have that thought constantly haunting me. You know, I'm I'm just fine. I but there's the always the thought, maybe I could just take this. Maybe it's time I just take this bag of M&Ms. I got shoplifting out of my system when I was younger. I did do a I did do a bunch of it to be if I'm being honest. (laughs) What kind of stuff are you shoplifting? lighters candy uh (laughs) stuff from starbucks you know like random shit that they have there i would steal things i wanted i would steal things i needed and then i would steal things because i was bored like just being in (laughs) my friend worked at starbucks in high school and i would like go there he like worked at like the first like early starbucks it felt like no one was really drinking it everyone was like what the fuck is this bougie ass (laughs) thing (laughs) that's also more of a sign about long island than anything else (laughs) But uh, my friend like worked. At- <laughs> I don't think I. I think their statute of limitations is far enough. 
that I would go up to the counter, buy a coffee, and he would give me a bag with my coffee, and in the bag would just be like a bunch of snacks or like a bunch of shit from the bag. He would just be, we'd be like doing dual missions. And then uh, one time he was like, you got to come by and order a coffee tonight. I got a plan. I was like, okay, yeah. I came by, got a coffee. I didn't even drink coffee until I was like 25, but came by, got like, you know, the decaf milkshake that's like 700 calories. I got it. He gave me a little bag. I walk out the back. There's an espresso machine in the back. Like, <laughs> he sold it on eBay for like $500. He's like, I don't even care that the manager takes the tips. I just made 500. I made an entire month's paycheck by selling this shit on eBay. <laughs> Did you ever do like, I mean, uh, I feel like you would have jumped in with, I also used to shoplift. But I used we, to I, shoplift from, uh, there was like a thrift store chain in Utah called Deseret Industries. Which we would, you know, you donate all of your old clothes to. So I just felt justified in being like, oh, I'm going to just take these clothes. You get, if you them. get caught, you'd be like, this is actually mine. My mom gave you that. Well, my parents been a gave me this. And I, yeah. um, there, uh, someone I went to high school with walked into to the retail or into this thrift store, stole a suitcase as well. It filled it with things and then walked out with the suitcase. One of the things was a Burger King employee uniform which he then used to go to a burger king and give away hamburgers so that's an incredible <laughs> chain of events holy shit that's like the fucking uh uh low stakes robin hood there <laughs> <laughs> uh well i'm thrilled to have these pistachios this i mean i wonder how many pistachios is normal to eat a day it's always hard to say but pistachios last a really long time yeah, I've been I've been eating off. Uh, I got to shout out my buddy Ryan Stanger, who I co-host a podcast with, who sent me this as a gift. He's a real health nut, pun intended, I guess. Uh, he's a uh, a real healthy guy, and he's like, I've tried di all different pistachios from all different places. These lightly salted are my favorites. So I I'm like, oh, w what's the difference, bro? And he sent them to me, and I was like, fuck, these are good pistachios. <laughs> so when I couldn't get you a barbecue lighter in time, I was like, <laughs> all right, pistachios, because a barbecue lighter, $9. Pistachios, 40 <laughs> so, <Holy> shit. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fucking loaded, dude. <laughs> I'm going to fucking Tahiti. Yeah, I can't, you can't I come can't on the podcast and talk about going to French Polynesia then complain about a $40 bag of pistachios. Was not complaining. Was mad. Really <laughs> wanted to get you the flexi uh, barbecue lighter because it's more versatile. Oh, sure. But when I couldn't find, I was like, not to sp spoil anyone else's potential, uh, no <laughs> gifts. Uh, but the pistachios, I was proud to like get another person turned on to them. And then I find out that you're a nuts a fan I'm of a nuts. Nut maniac. I, you I'm know, a uh, nut maniac. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have to, I have to repeat this as often as I can. Brazil nuts lower cholesterol. Okay, it's then. changed my life. I love the Brazil nut. <laughs> Anyone out there, if your cholesterol is at the high end of normal like it was mine, it's time to get those Brazil nuts happening. It's a delicious <laughs> nut. And just a, a hearty snack. Who can resist? Mm, yum. Well, I think this has all worked out very well, and uh, I'll be snacking on these for months to come. But I think it's time to play a game. Hell yeah. Do you want to play a game called Gift Master or a game called Gift or a Curse? Uh, I'll do Gift Master. Okay, I need a number between one and ten. Can I choose one of the two numbers you listed? Of course. Ten. Nobody's ever ten. done that before, actually. I mean, one would probably be a real annoying because I, you know, I use it to for randomization. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have, I have to do some light calculating to get our game pieces. You can promote something. You can recommend something. You, oh, you've okay. got the mic. Do whatever you want. Um. Well. 
I mentioned it earlier, but I'm doing a Thanksgiving Eve Power Hour uh, live streamed with some wonderful comedy guests, Nicole Byer, Betsy Sodaro, Mono, Agapian, uh, Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger of the Doughboys. We get blasted, play along. It'll be up all weekend on location live backslash power hour or look at my social media. I'm going to be promoting the fuck out of it from now until Thanksgiving Eve. Don't even know when this podcast comes out. If this podcast comes out after Thanksgiving, that's a very funny, specific plug. Uh, <laughs> it comes out before. This is perfect. Excellent. That rarely, Excellent. rarely works out when people <laughs> know, are like... I know, I <laughs> know. I'm constantly like, I hope people check out that YouTube video that came out seven months ago that I plugged <laughs> for some dumb reason. <laughs> so, listener, now you have Thanksgiving plans. Your family turned you away, but now you've, you've got a little something to look forward to. Okay, yeah. this is how we're going to play Gift Master. I'm going to name three potential gifts, items you can give away, and then three celebrities, famous-ish people, and you're going to tell me which person you're going to give which gift and why. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. The three gifts you're giving today are a garment steamer, which is a nice <laughs> gift. I think everyone can use a garment steamer. Mm -hmm. um, a pair of Heelys, the shoe that, with the wheel on the back. Say no more. I told you I'm 39. <laughs> It's a real I nearly spot. blew my back out as a child playing with those fucking things. <laughs> Precursor to Heelys, though, the real thing from my childhood was soap shoes. The of shoes course. with like the grind plates built soaps. into them. <laughs> soaps are maybe one of the most dangerous pieces of footwear ever designed. Dude, I fell down the stairs in my fucking junior high because the middle is plastic and slippery and <laughs> right. you're just like trying to, it's cool for grinding, but brutal for just going up and down the stairs while carrying 75 pounds worth of uh, books and shit. Yeah, when you're not slipping and sliding down your local banisters, uh, you're kind of in a weirdly shaped high heel. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> it's weirdly clog heel adjacent. Right. It's, it's, it's <laughs> okay so a pair of heelys and then uh finally a bowl cut so that's just a haircut uh you'll be giving to, to the following three people who are zach braff got it fran lebowitz okay and this last one is a little less conventional fans of maroon five all over the globe so it's a gift for the fans <laughs> i love a gift for fan for the fans you know okay i think i got it um i think Fran Lebowitz, I want to give the garment steamer. Okay. Out of fear of giving her anything that was like her roasting me and, you know, writing some scathing, <laughs> she cuts me down in some. Having uh, a perfect retort. Yeah. Some New York NPR presents at fucking the Tribeca something. <laughs> I, I can't handle that. So I want to give her something real that maybe she can use. Maybe she could give it to us, uh, uh, you know, a kid or some shit. Right. Uh, as for Heelys, I would like to give those to the Maroon 5 fans around <laughs> the world. Because I would like nothing more than for Adam Levine to be blown away by like coming out to play at whatever. God, they play stadiums, don't they? Fuck. He <laughs> <laughs> right, comes out to play at whatever huge venue he's playing at and everyone is just like shooting around. That would be so like, what the fuck is going on here? Very specific sort of like, I guess... I would give the short answer. I would give the Heelys to the fans of Maroon 5 around the globe specifically as a psyop to blow Adam Levine's mind. <laughs> he walks out on stage and just immediately passes out, seeing all of his fans kind of scooting around the stadium. <laughs> yeah. They all have like two giant $18 beers and shooting down the aisles <laughs> at Madison Square Garden, wiping out down the fucking nosebleed seats. <laughs> and then bowl cut. 
has got to go to breath. Um, a bowl cut. Honestly, a bowl cut is not something that many people could pull off except for Charlize Theron in Fast 9. Uh, but other than her, I would say Braff can't pull off a bowl cut, but it won't it won't lower his like, so status. so easy to picture with a bowl cut. Too easy to picture. I imagine uh, Florence Pugh might be into it, you know, because it might be like trendy in a weird way. Oh, no. Uh, I, I would give him a bowl cut, yes. Just immediately, I can picture him with that haircut. That's not a good <laughs> sign for anyone. Oh, that's perfectly played. I, I really feel like you did that very well. Fran, I mean, she's got the sport coats that she's always wearing, or the jacket thing. Those are probably need to be steamed constantly. She's got a uniform. Yeah. The bowl cut could go for Fran, too, but I, I don't want to do that to her. I like, <laughs> like her too much for that. Yeah, it's a bit of an act of aggression, giving someone a bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. I like her too much for that. So give it to Braff, who I have less feelings towards. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully played. This is the last part of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Every one of these people has some problem that they've decided we have to be involved in, and we do it expertly. Will you answer a question with me? Of course. I'd love nothing more. Okay. This is what this person is saying. Let's see. Okay. Here's a good one. It says, Dear Bridger, and, and this is a nice qualifier for you, and arguably the greatest I Said No Gifts podcast guest yet. So this person took a shot in the dark, and I think they nailed it. They were accidentally right. <laughs> no, 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 no shade to the rest of your guests, but <laughs> I at least agree with your, this person. And then you find it's like signed, bearded in West Hollywood. Or whatever. It's like, uh, <laughs> I, I did a lot of work leading up to this podcast. I got you pistachios. I created a fake email account. Emailed you. <laughs> I've been leading a double life. <laughs> Uh, this says, okay, I started dating someone who had recently separated from her husband. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, she was visiting my hometown of Los Angeles where she and I met and formed a quick whirlwind of a relationship. But ultimately she had to go back home to North Carolina, uh, where she still shared a house with her eventual ex-husband. This isn't very dramatic already. We stayed this is in hot touch. as fuck, by I the way. I know. <laughs> Psychosexual. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is like the plot of every 90s movie I loved as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we stayed in touch over the next few weeks, but I could feel the fire between us slightly starting to fade due to the long distance and other obvious hurdles required to keep the relationship alive. However, I happened to be planning a few months vacation to a nearby state, which was only a five-hour drive from her. Very convenient. Okay, this is getting dark. She asked if I wanted to come visit and stay at her house for a week or so. I was a bit hesitant to be her guest while the husband still lived there, but she insisted that he was fine with it and even speculated that he and I could become friends. Oh my God, what is happening? Dude, <laughs> just enjoy your trip. Get the, oh, sorry, let's get to the rest of the question. Despite I'm already stressed. feeling like 10,000 things could go wrong here, I decided to take her up on the offer to spend some time with her and see if our relationship had any legs. Okay, it's also, I feel like someone's hiding. He just didn't want to pay for a hotel. He, he saw free lodging and he went for it. <laughs> Here comes the twist. The twist. The act of telling her husband that I was coming sparked a new motivation in the husband to try harder to make their marriage work. <laughs> what is happening? By the time I had arrived at their house, he had won her over and convinced her to give it another shot. Although yeah. I was disappointed that my relationship was over, I was strangely proud to be the catalyst for, the, uh, for potentially saving a marriage. 
I ended up staying in the guest bedroom and for the next week played board games, watched movies, cooked meals, and I had a delightful time at their home. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I've already done enough for them, but I can't shake this feeling of needing to send them a gift for their hospitality. Any ideas? Thanks. And that's from Josh, who has apparently almost ruined a marriage and then saved it, gotten free lodging, played board games, and somehow not ended up a third. I was about to say, I was just about to say, that's from Josh, who's afraid to admitting he did a threesome with a married <laughs> couple in his email to a podcast. <laughs> the pieces were there. Or I will say the only possibility that he didn't get involved sexually with the two of them or one of them in front of the other is they were all juiced up off having him there. Oh my like, God. You know what I mean? Just like a little toy. He, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go fuck my, my wife. I know you went on this whirlwind date with her, but I'm going to fuck my wife while you're in the guest room. <laughs> feels, <laughs> it feels fucking weird, but I do think you should send a gift for hospitality because no matter if you, especially if you didn't third them, you, you owe it to them. You owe, you stay in someone's house for a week, no matter what the insane dynamics are, you should send them a little something. This is one of the most deranged emails I've ever received. (laughs) Everything that happened here is beyond uh, what I could possibly imagine. The twist. Could you imagine driving five hours? (laughs) Like, like, yeah, I'm going five hours to go hang out with this woman I used to hook up with and her new husband. They're like back together. I, uh, Josh, he could have been killed. L.A. has board games, but (laughs) like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Truly, I I mean, uh, I mean. Let's let's give credit to this woman. She's really just doing an incredible job. She's Josh interested. She's got the husband doing everything he can to win her back. And then they're all playing board games together. She must be the most perfect person in the world. Now, she she like exemplifies an expression I don't understand at all. She's having her cake and eating it, too. (laughs) I do not understand it. I might have even said it wrong, but I think this is a clear example of someone having cake and eating it. I think that truly she's having her is. cake and fucking it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So assuming that Josh needs to send these people a gift, what do you send? Uh, you know, this love triangle. I got you board games. There's board games. There's a ton of them. So you know, which ones they have. Cause you spent a week playing them. I'm sure you got all the way down to fucking, you know, railroad tycoon before you were like, <laughs> let's figure something out. There are some great board games and if, and you know what they're into. Right. Now, I know I'm sounding like you thirded. You're really aware of what th- their preferences are. <laughs> you know, you're versatile. So <laughs> assume that they, I mean, it was just a sexual fantasia this entire week. Uh, just with a, the occasional board game. Um, I think board games are a perfect thing. And I also think it's a nice slight because you send them board games and it's a little like you didn't quite cut it with your board games. Maybe try this on for size. These are some elite board games that us L.A. people play. Right. And then maybe there's, you know, you're kind of giving a new crack to the relationship. Maybe it cracks wide open and then the opportunity will present itself again. Maybe she comes back to L.A. But I, it's probably easier to find uh, someone to date in your hometown than a <laughs> married woman who lives across the country five hours from the nearest friend of yours. For all we know, she doesn't live there either. She might have, you know, various romances happening all over the country. Oh, yeah. She's got like 11 fake families and shit. She's just <laughs> right. like sco- changing wigs in the car and stuff. <laughs> It's kind of a gone girl situation that we've got on our hands. Uh, She's dying her hair at the gas station. She's going to Big Lots for a new outfit every three days. Josh, I mean, 
thank you for i mean look do whatever you want you uh, you've this experience is one that few people can claim they've had and you've obviously left out some erotic details that we probably all would have appreciated yeah don't make us fill them in right <laughs> i hope you enjoyed your trip josh and i'm sure they'll enjoy the fresh copy of apples to apples <laughs> Oh, wow. Gabrus, what a ride we've been on here. I now have 40 pounds or $40 worth of pistachios that I'm just going to savor. Oh, please go ham on them. Uh, <laughs> enjoy them thoroughly. To. Bridger, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Like you said earlier, we don't really know each other, but this was a true delight. You're, I mean, I know you're funny. And so that's enough of a pass for me to like someone. I'm always like, the people are like, this person's an asshole. I'm like, I know, but at least they're funny. Like, <laughs> like, could be worse. They could be not funny. Oh, an unfunny asshole. <laughs> no, Ooh, please. I've been getting by on being a funny asshole my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> um, listener, this is the end of the podcast. Uh, I hope that you go out there and find your uh, North Carolina romance. Uh, and get get tangled up in something or get in a boat and row yourself across a misty lake. <laughs> Bring me with you, please. I need the fog. I need the Garfieldness. This and then I can die. So everyone go off. Oh, that's a-, a good deal. If someone does take you on the rowboat in the fog, they do get to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I think I that's guarantee- a totally fair <laughs> offer. <laughs> that's you should put that in your will. I mean, I do actually have something similar in my will, which is going to be that, well, not my grandchildren, but my grandnieces and nephews have to push me out of a plane. Ooh, I like that. To get the money, and then I get the thrill. So, Hell yeah. But I, I, I think that. that that's also a nice equivalent, getting, you know, row me across Ooh. the thing, chop my head off. I love someone who says grandnieces and nephews. That's my wheelhouse as well. <laughs> I'm not ever <laughs> no, having no, no. fucking kids. <laughs> no, my brothers and my brother-in-laws have kids and I get to see them enough. And then I get to sleep as late as I want. <laughs> I get to be a child for the rest of my life. <laughs> I get to have extra money to go to French Polynesia, buy a stranger <laughs> pistachios. You can really live your life without a child. <laughs> right. And I can save up to pay this person to row me across and uh, dismember me. <laughs> I will do it for free uh, if for some weird reason I outlive you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to, I will do everything to protect you until that moment. Thank you. I make you that promise. Listener, I can't protect you. You have to go do your own thing. And uh, look, we're fragile and uh, be careful. It's the holiday season. Make it through the rest of the year. It would be a shame to die at the end of the year. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 